Welcome to EdTech Journeys, the Wayne County Public Schools podcast where we explore the ever-evolving world of educational technology and its impact on teaching and learning. Our mission is to help educators stay up-to-date with the latest EdTech trends and best practices. In each episode, we'll sit down with experts, teachers, and administrators to discuss their experiences and share insights into how blended learning and technology integration are transforming education. Join us as we embark on a new adventure in learning. This is EdTech Journeys with Robert Yancey. Join us for a captivating episode where we explore a unique project-based learning journey recently undertaken by the entire fifth grade at Northwest Elementary School. Ms. Courtney Howe, Ms. Erin Nelson, and their students join me today to talk about their extraordinary experience of creating a life-size cardboard zoo, integrating science, math, and art. Discover the challenges they face, the joys of learning, and the excitement of teaching others in their school-wide zoo exhibit. This episode is a must-listen for anyone interested in innovative education and student creativity. Now, let the journey begin. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk with the teachers and students here at Northwest Elementary today. Uh, To begin, um, for our teachers, can you tell us a little bit about your professional background, starting with Ms. Nelson? Uh, Good afternoon. I started, uh, went to school at East Carolina University and got my uh, degree there, teaching degree there. And I started teaching at Greenwood Middle School and then took a hiatus and was an assistant with the Dodge School for a little while and then uh, came back and was an assistant for a little while here in Wayne County and then um, became an elementary school teacher at Tommy's Road for a little while, and then um, came here. Okay. Terrific, terrific. And Ms. Howell? Um, Yes, my name is Courtney Howell, and I teach fifth grade at Northwest. Prior to teaching at Northwest, I graduated from East Carolina University and taught at Brogdon Primary for a year before moving to Tommy's Road for about 10 years, and then this is my fifth year being at Northwest. All right, terrific. Um, and, and we'll get to the students in just a little bit for our audience. Um, but I did want to talk to the teachers uh, about this project that I saw on Facebook uh, that, that you posted on Northwest's social media. Can you give us an overview of this project-based learning unit involving animal research and, co- and creation? Yes. So we were, um, go- we were going into our composite volume of composite uh, figures and that is a difficult concept for the students to grasp on to uh, to grasp and um, volume of just regular shapes they can get Mm -hmm. but these composite figures and trying to pull them apart and pull them back together uh, they were having a hard time really understanding it and Courtney had Miss Howell had um had done uh, pumpkins Mm -hmm. and she came up with the idea of let's do animals and it just kind of took off from there let's do zoo a, a, a zoo and it just kind of unfolded from there of let let's have the kids 
create animals. And that way they can really kind of see how we take apart these these shapes, these uh, rectangular prisms, and get the volume from there and, and then combine them back and they can really kind of grasp that concept better. Okay. Uh, Ms. Howell, do you have anything to add to that? introduction to the project? Well, we wanted to tie in with fifth grade being a tested area in science as well. We wanted to tie in a science component to it. So we have ecosystems coming up. So we thought, well, we could take this and turn it into an animal and they can learn about the animal, the adaptations, the ecosystem part of it to tie science and math together into a project. And then it just kind of exploded from there. And we just kept bouncing ideas off of each other until it became the research project that it ended up being. Okay. All right. Terrific. And as I told our audience, we do have a few of the students here with us. Um, starting right here, could you please introduce yourself and tell us which animal you worked on? Uh, my name is Cole, and we worked on an elephant. All right. And over here? My name is Cadence, and we worked on a giraffe. All right, an elephant and giraffe, those had to be huge. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, so what inspired this project? I, I know you referenced the, uh, the science and, and, and the kids having uh, problems with uh, uh, composite volume, um, but, but what really inspired this project, or if anything else inspired this project? How did the planning process unfold with your team? I saw in a Facebook group the idea to do pumpkins. To It was around October to take boxes and let the kids create pumpkins out of them. And so we did that one day, and they had a blast with it. They loved wrapping the pumpkins, decorating the pumpkins' faces, and, of course, they had to calculate the volume of the pumpkin. And once we did that project, I knew that composite volume was always a difficult area for us. So I came up with the idea to do the animals. And at first, they were going to be much smaller than what they ended up being. But I went to the other teachers, told them my idea. And I said, look, this is what I'm going to do with my kids. You know, if you guys want to do it too, if you don't, it's up to you. Well, everybody was on board. And so once everybody was on board, we just kind of said, well, why don't we do a zoo? Let's put all the animals together and let the kids create a zoo of animals and let them, you know, take it a step further and research the animals and learn more about the animals and Honestly, it just came from us in the hall talking about our ideas and bouncing them off of each other and just taking it to the highest level that we could mm -hmm. with engaging the students. Just a lot of bouncing ideas off of each other. What would be fun? What would make this fun for the kids? How could we get parents involved? Right, right. And uh, I, I have to ask Miss Nelson, as part of the team, what was your first reaction when, <laughs> when you heard about this idea? Um. I was all for it because uh -huh. um, I have I have two boys at home, and going to school and learning is not necessarily their um, most favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And so, anything mm -hmm. that can get the kids up, moving, hands on, go for it. Um, now, with twenty six kids in the classroom, that um, the the chaos that I knew would ensue mm -hmm. was kind of, um, I, I had to wrap my head around of, okay, you're going to have to let go of some control there. Sure. But on the whole, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Okay. So what are the key educational goals you all hope to achieve with this project? Well, 
well, first and foremost, the um, the math, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the mathematical goals. That was the the first and foremost to get them to grasp onto the concepts of being able to calculate that. The um, um, also the like like Miss um, Howell said the the science. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we haven't gotten to those standards yet, mm-hmm. by the time we get there, they're going to have that background knowledge mm-hmm. of of the of that. Um, the the art mm-hmm. um, creating the art and and all, all of that 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 entails mm-hmm. um, as well and we also wanted the kids to work, really work together as a team and learn how to form those teams and to work together and not argue all the time and learn how to work through disagreements and problem solving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there were those <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned uh, the those type of skills. Um, we sometimes refer to them as soft skills or what have you, um, because I was just reading an article this morning uh, with the state superintendent and uh, why she included computers. She wants to include, or she and her team want to include computer science in regular curricula, and and a lot of it had to do with building those soft skills. You know, not necessarily making everybody a coder, but but you know, just increasing those soft skills. So, how did the students react to the project when it was first introduced? They were very excited, but they were also, um, because I was very hands-off with them. I said, I'm not going to wrap your boxes for you. I'm not going to show you how to wrap boxes. You guys are going to have to figure this out. You can look at videos. You can look at directions. Um, I think that the wrapping the boxes blew their minds at first, Mm. but they taught themselves how to wrap boxes and just such a simple skill was really awesome to watch them develop that simple skill and gain that confidence mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah, my students were at first when they were researching their animals and um, researching how to make these animals out of you know boxes and everything they were super excited and then as the um, as the project progressed to actually doing and and creating and and then the frustration came in of we can't do this we can't do this mm-hmm. you know? um, and like Miss Howell we were all very hands off you you know figure it out figure it out um, we would guide them a little bit but um, and then as it started coming together you could see the excitement growing again and sure. that that. Um, the, the ownership of, oh, okay, now it's starting to look like an animal now, and, and then the pride of, we you know, we created this. Right. So so just to be clear, the kids were giving some general guidance as to what was expected of them. Correct. But then from there, it was purely their teamwork, their creativity Correct. to try to figure this out. Yes. Correct. All right. Terrific. So, so let me bounce over here to Cadence. Uh, what was your first thought when you learned about the project? Um, I thought it was like really cool. Mm-hmm. I was excited to do it because I'm very creative with stuff. Okay. I just like really wanting to do it. So it seemed more interesting than just sitting around and, and just listening to your teacher talk in the front of the classroom? Definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, Cole, what was your first thought when you learned about the project? I was pretty excited. I didn't really know what to think because what she said, like, we're not going to help you at all. We're not going to do any of this, do any of that. I started to get a little nervous, and at first, um, 
I wanted to do a different animal than we did. Mm-hmm. But eventually we just agreed to it. I mean, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was, mainly. Okay, okay. And let, let's stick with you, Cole, for a minute. What was your favorite part of working on the project? Probably just, like, finishing and um, just after, like, what we envisioned, how much better it was. Oh, okay. Okay. So so what you envisioned, um, what you ended up with was, was exceeded your expectations. Yes. All right. Terrific. Cadence, uh, what was your favorite part of working on the project? Probably seeing it come to life. Oh, really? So, so can, can you explain that a little bit more? Um, when we, like, started doing it, mm-hmm. it looked just like a brown blob <laughs> because it was just boxes. Sure. But then when we started painting it, wrapping it, it started actually looking like a real giraffe. Okay, okay. And, and one more question before we go back over to you teachers, Cadence. What was the most interesting thing you learned during your research? Probably that giraffes don't have any direct competition because they're so tall. Oh, really? Okay, so they can just get all the food they want, right? <laughs> okay. And, and Cole, over here, what, what was the most interesting thing you learned in your research? Probably that elephants communicate through vibrations. Oh, really? So, so how do they make the vibrations? I didn't really learn that part. Okay, that, that's fine, that's fine, that's I fine. I didn't go that deep in detail. Okay, but, 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 but do you think it piqued your interest? Yes. Okay. Because at first I was like, elephants boring and all this, and then well, um, and then the paper that we were supposed to do stuff started saying, like, Google this, Google that, and once I got to the fun facts part, it was probably my favorite part okay. of Googling. Okay, okay. All right, so let's come back over here to our teachers. What were some of the challenges you faced during this project, and and how did you overcome them? Um, time. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of time, mm-hmm. um, space, and um, materials mm-hmm. because we were we were limited to um, the the paper, I guess mm-hmm. that the. The school had, and we. I did have students bring in some things, mm-hmm. but um, that, and then just, um, I would say, as the as the project progressed, um, the students um, going back to that uh, the teamwork, mm-hmm. um, just guiding them. I know, in, in particular, one team I had to guide them on. Um, one student would say, "Well, they're they're not letting me help," and then the other, the rest of the team members would say. He's not helping, and so that was a challenge, but at the same time, it was a good opportunity for them to learn, okay, well, reword it, you know, not that he's not helping, show them how to help. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that that actually, that team actually wound up doing really well working together once they learned how to verbalize um, and communicate with each other, but mostly I would say time was a, was a big challenge because you still had to get... Um, you know your your math um, standards and you know mm-hmm. teaching you know the math standards and everything again. But okay, okay, Miss Howe. I agree. Time it it took a lot of time. We had to get creative with our time, and um, we were able to utilize some of our instructional assistants to help yes. us. So they would take a group and work with them mm-hmm. at a smaller scale to kind of offset some of the time issues and. 
like Miss Nelson said, the the space um, boxes took over our classrooms um, <laughs> because everybody was bringing boxes in of all sizes, and um, they were everywhere. And so we ended up with a lot of excess boxes that we had to break down and dispose of um, because they were taking over the classroom. Okay. Um, So, Cadence, were there any challenges you faced while working on your animal, and how did you overcome them? Uh, Probably the biggest challenge was his neck. Mm. His head was too heavy, so his cap followed. Mm -hmm. And... So we tried using cardboard to like prop it up. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so then Miss Howell had to do surgery on him and cut him <laughs> open to try to stick his neck down. Uh-huh. That didn't work either. So then I was like real nervous about it. But when I went to go see the Sioux, it turns out Miss Howell made him look like he was eating. So it kind of worked out perfectly. Okay. Okay. And, and Cole, uh, what challenges did you face? Well, at first, our main challenge was agreeing on an animal because we bounced back from, I want to do a grizzly bear, someone wanted to do a deer, then we went to a lion, Mm -hmm. then people said that would be too difficult, then somebody said a cheetah, and we always wanted to do a mama or a baby, so we ended up doing that. Then we eventually agreed on one because it was big, because it was big and like had a lot of parts, which I feel like would be the best because then it would really, like when you're looking around, you wouldn't notice all the smaller animals. You would notice the bigger ones first. Mm -hmm. And then our other challenge was getting all the boxes that we needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so there wasn't much to overcome there. You just had to come to an agreement and get a bunch of boxes too, right? Yes. And there was one kid in our group, um... See, he started at first, he wasn't really helping. He would just walk around with a yardstick measuring things. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he started like doing stuff. Okay, okay, well, good. Um, so, Miss Howe, how did you integrate different subjects like science, math, and art into this project? I know you've already alluded to some of this. With science, we gave them a criteria after the animals were constructed that they had to research and they had to learn about not just their animal, but the ecosystem in which the animal um, could be found in. So we had the research based with that. Um, With art, their animals needed to look as realistic as possible, other than the fact that they were built out of boxes. They had to make them look like the actual animal. So we brought in um, some classes painted and that was fun. There's still paint all over my classroom. Um, so they were able to paint, which is something that they were extremely excited about the day the paint came out. And mm-hmm. they were mixing colors. We had to, we only had a few colors. And so we had to kind of explore how to make the right shades to match animals. And um, they really enjoyed that. So that's Okay, okay. Miss Nelson, do you have anything to add to that? Just to echo um, what she was saying, um, with the science, they had, like she said, the criteria, we had um, the habitats, um, what their natural um, uh, enemies are, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Okay. And we did extend it with our um, AIG students. We had them group up and research more in-depth what the ecosystems were, Mm -hmm. and they are the group that created um, the trees and the habitats that went into the zoo to make their habitat look more realistic. Okay, gotcha. 
Um, so, Cole, how did you feel about incorporating math to find the volume of your animal? Well, just in general, school's kind of boring. Okay. So, um, especially math. But, like, it was a lot more fun than sitting at the back of the class whispering every now and again, um, watching Miss Howe say stuff about, like, 52 times 49 is whatever. Right, 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 right. It was a lot better because she didn't help us as much, and that was one of the reasons that it was better because we got to experience more, like, doing it ourselves. Right. And, I mean, when she said wrapped, she she made it sound like that we were just, like, amazing, didn't use any tech, no. Mm-hmm. It was like tape. It was tape NATO. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but but with regard to the math, so so I'm hearing you say that it was more interesting. Yes, because we weren't just like writing down um, things, and she would walk around, check her answers, say no, that's not it. Right. No, right. we would just eventually get it. No, it was more like hands on mm-hmm. and move around, figure out things that aren't. That aren't just on a, a piece of paper. Okay. So. Okay. Cadence. Um, it just was like real fun because uh-huh. we actually got to do it ourselves. Right. And then doing it actually in real person instead of seeing it just on a screen mm-hmm. and actually getting to calculate it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a lot funner for me okay. to do it. Okay. So, so um, just being able to apply the 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 uh, the math topic to a real thing that 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 was uh, something that you liked, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Terrific. Um, so, what changes or developments did you observe in the students as the project progressed? One thing I saw was, like Cole said, I saw kids who were hesitant to begin, they changed and they were very much into it. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some kids do not like group projects and they don't like the hands-on stuff and they want to stay in their desk. But seeing these kids come to life with the project and really take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was going to say the same thing. There were um, some students that really uh, shown in the beginning of the project, researching it, and then just different aspects of the project. Um, one particular group, um, one uh, student, he creating the project, he wasn't as active in, but when it came time um, for the actual, um, to uh, present his animal um, for the zoo part, for the parents and the visitors mm-hmm. and the students, he was all about, you know, presenting his animal and telling facts about his animal and the, the public speaking part about it. He really enjoyed that aspect. Mm-hmm. And it kind of surprised me because I didn't <laughs> I didn't think he had learned a whole lot during the research part. But then when I heard him, um, you know, talking about his, his animal, I was like, oh, he was, you know, really into into that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it just was really interesting to watch, um, like Miss Howell said, the students take ownership of um of their animal and then just to watch the students um them shine during the different um parts of of the project okay 
And and you actually kind of referenced this, which helps me segue into my next question. <laughs> How did the rest of the school and parents respond to the zoo exhibition? Oh gosh! So we'll, we'll start with Miss Nelson. <laughs> oh, they, I, they it was. Um, well, I will tell you when I walked in, just myself. What. You know, you see these animals in the classroom, and you're like, "Oh yeah, they're cute." And then, but when you see all of the all of the animals together, with the zoo, with the uh, with, with the um, ecosystems, the trees, and everything, and then the parents come in, and the students, the other students come in, and it, the reception that the the reception that we got from the parents and everybody was just amazing. They. Um, they loved it. They okay. absolutely loved it. The students, the other, the younger students were very interested walking around listening to the facts that the, um, that our students had to, um, tell about their animals. Mm -hmm. They were, they were very interested and we've, we got a, a really good um, response okay. from, um, from the community that came in. Okay. Um, I've had fourth graders come to me and say, next year, can I do this animal? So we've got fourth graders that are coming up that are already very much looking forward to doing this project and oh, wow. already thinking about it. And we've had a lot of good response from parents, parents who have thanked us for doing it. You know, after COVID happened, uh, parents haven't been in the building as much seeing mm -hmm. things. And I think parents just really appreciated the opportunity to come and see what their kids were doing and mm -hmm. see how excited their kids were. And a lot of parents said to us that, you know, I was not expecting something at this level. We thought it was just going to be some little animals, and they didn't realize how big the animals were that they had made and that they actually looked like real animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. That's great. I, I can tell you my own experience when I saw the pictures. I, I, I Originally, I had the same opinion. Oh, little animals, you know, <laughs> and I'm expecting to walk into a classroom, see some pictures um, on the wall. But uh, when I actually saw the pictures on Facebook, I, I was astounded at, uh, at how... Um, how big these animals were. Right. <laughs> so it, it, it really surprised me. Um, so coming back over here, Cadence, how did it feel to teach other students and visitors about animals at the zoo? Um, it felt really good. Okay. I felt like I was actually telling them something. The only thing I did like is that they'd asked to hear a fact but then just walk away in the middle of the fact. Oh, geez. So that I just read for nothing. <laughs> And and Cole? Well, I I really like teaching my mom mainly. But uh -huh. um so there would be some kids, um, we would be like, So, do you wanna learn about elephants? They'd say, No and walk away. Okay, okay. And then um and then there'd be whole like um lines of there'd be whole lines of students that'll that'll just be like, Oh, elephant. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, like, but but, but some kids stayed, yes, right? There was, <laughs> there was, um, like, every now and again, uh -huh. we would have kids that were actually interested. Most of the time, when kids stayed, they would, they would just be looking around and they'd say, "Oh, mm-hmm." Cool. Okay. And then they just wouldn't really listen. I mean, a lot of them did. Okay. okay. Like, there was some first graders that were mm, okay. into it. Okay. Okay. So so the it really appealed to the younger kids is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. I mean, some fourth graders walk in there and be like, oh, cool. But they wouldn't be into it like 
um, first graders and second graders. I mean, there were some third graders that would just love um, elephants and stuff, and that they would walk up and they would be like, tell me everything, and we'd read off the whole paper to them, and they'd say, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, still, though, you did get a chance to teach. Yes. Okay. Um, so do you feel like you developed any creative skills during this process? Um, I mean, the painting part, I wasn't really good at that. I got one of those, like, um, cushion, I mean, like, cushion paint brushes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty easy to paint with. Mm-hmm. But regular paint brushes, no. But the main way, um, I really got to, like, do, like, improve was mm-hmm. putting things together. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cadence? Uh, what kind of creative skills do you think you improved upon during this project? Probably working together and actually agreeing on something. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, actually constructing something. Mm-hmm. Like, normally I just color a little picture. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was actually constructing, like, a real thing. And I thought that was so cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, Miss Howe. What do you think were the most important takeaways for the students from this project? I think understanding what volume is and especially what composite volume is. I think not just seeing a picture on a piece of paper and putting a formula into it. I think actually hands-on understanding the full mathematical concept of it is probably the most important, but also the, the teamwork that they developed. I know Cole, for example was amazing leader in his group. Mm -hmm. Watching him, he took charge and really took ownership of his group and helped with the hands-on part and figuring out which box goes where and, you know, how do we get four boxes of the same size for legs? He really took that leadership role and getting able, being able to see those kids fall into those roles and, develop those skills as human beings and not just fifth grade students was really important to me. Okay. Okay. Miss Nelson? Um, same thing. Okay. You know, just the um, the mathematical um, skills and then just the teamwork and the cooperative learning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so big question for the two of you, and we'll start with Cadence. Would you like to do a project like this again and why or why not? Um, I'd love to do a project like this again. Okay. Why? Because it was very fun to do and actually helped me learn mm-hmm. how to do volume better. And it was just like really fun. And I got to work with other people and that's something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fun for the uh, most part. Okay. Cole? Well, it's kind of 50-50 for me. Um, I just want people that like... So, like, as soon as I said grizzly bear, they said, nope. Mm-hmm. They said, let's do a deer instead, something like that. They didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had to listen to them. But so, like, mainly, yes, mm-hmm. because you could, like, put it together, paint it, and see what you were envisioning mm-hmm. come to life. I mean, we did the tusk on the very last day, mm-hmm. second to last day. Um, but, like, mainly just yes. Okay. Because it was more fun than watching her explain stuff to us. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
And and for teachers, um, do you have plans for similar projects like this in the future? We have some ideas. We've thrown around an idea of maybe like a force in motion carnival and let kids design games that go with force in motion concepts that Mm -hmm. we've learned during Mm -hmm. that unit of science. Possibly um, Ms. Nelson and I are actually found out we got a grant to go to the Ron Clark Academy in February. And so we're hoping that maybe we can get some ideas from there and Uh and bring them back and, and maybe do something that we've, we've, seen there. Okay. Okay. Terrific. Um, well, I, I just want to emphasize next time y'all do something like this, please invite me. I, I would love we will. to we will. I would love to see it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, our audience, please stay tuned for our five and five segment. All right. Before we say goodbye to our guests, we have a segment called Five and Five. In this segment, we will ask our guests five questions that we hope they will be able to answer in five minutes. Are you ready, Miss Howe and Miss Nelson? Yes. Yes. All right. So our first question, if you could make one rule for everyone in the world to follow, what would it be? No gum chewing. (laughs) Okay. Um. Coffee in every classroom. All right. Terrific. Um, Question two. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it yet? Be a rock star, because I can't, and I can't, I can't sing. Okay. (laughs) Um, Travel the world, because I'm a teacher and I don't make enough money. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Question three. What is the your funniest work story to date? Okay, I'll take this one. Um, April Fool's Day is one of my favorite days of the year because I like to play pranks on kids and student or students and teachers all day long. So I look forward to it, but everybody else on my hall does not <laughs> look forward to it. And so Miss Nelson's first year on our hall, I got her good all day Shit. long to the point I was. <laughs> But me and my kids played tricks on her in her class all day long, and I had her thinking that all my kids were in trouble. It was just a great day. Great day for me, not her. I thought she was livid with me. Yes, because I had trashed her room, and she came in. Um, She had an especially spicy group that year, Mm -hmm. and um, she kept telling me to know my audience, and I thought she was livid with me all day long, and she was not. Um, so it was. I was apologetic. I was. I felt horrible, and, uh-huh. but she was not mad at all. But so. but in retrospect, probably funniest story. Oh yes, we laugh that. about it all the time. <laughs> okay, uh, question four: If money were no object, how would you spend your time? Traveling. Traveling. All right. All right. Um, any particular place? Oh, just all over. Um, yeah, all over. All uh, over. Winter time in the mountains and summertime in clear blue water. Okay. Same for me. I'd be right there with her. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Terrific. And finally, our last question. What is the best vacation you have ever taken? My best vacation that I've taken is with my family to the mountains just because we are off the grid and we can't use cell phones and we have to spend time together and talk and be outdoors and hike and just enjoy nature and each other. Okay. Um, I think mine is um, 
I have family up in Maine, mm-hmm. and so whenever we go up there, we're um, my family and I. We um, just have a good time. One particular time, we went skiing up there, okay. and uh, up at um, Sunday River Ski Resort. Okay. Time. Okay. Terrific. Okay, well, I, I again want to say thank you to Ms. Howe and Ms. Nelson uh, for coming in and talking to us about their very unique STEAM project out here at uh, Northwest Elementary School. Um, we already said goodbye to Cadence and Cole. They had to go off to lunch. Uh, but with that said, uh, thank you again, Ms. Howe, Ms. Nelson, for sharing this project with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, enjoy your EdTech journeys.